Hello and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope and the host of Planet Waves FM on Pacifica Radio Network. Thank you for joining me. This is an edition of StarCast for the 19th of December, 2022, and I'll be focusing on Jupiter's ingress into Aries, which is happening right now as I record, and then also the winter solstice, northern hemisphere winter solstice, otherwise known as the southern solstice because the sun is angled toward the southern half of our planet for 2022, which is uh, takes place December 21st at 4.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the solstice is when the sun's rays line with one of the tropics. In this case, it will be the Tropic of Capricorn, which is why the sun is said to be entering the tropical sign Capricorn. It's also the shortest day of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, the longest day of the year in the Southern Hemisphere. This does last for a few days. It's not like it lasts uh, for only uh, one day. It's called solstice because the sun stays in the same place along the horizon uh, for a couple of days, and then it gradually begins its journey north, advancing some fraction of a degree per day uh, between now and the Cancer solstice, which takes place in six months which is the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere and the shortest day of the year in the Southern Hemisphere. All of this constituting pretty much proof positive that the world is a sphere and not a flat plane of some kind. All right, so uh, Jupiter entering Aries, uh, this is a significant thing uh, because any large or you know major planet entering Aries activates the Aries point. Even smaller points can activate the Aries point. The Aries point is the first degree of the zodiac. It is uh, also called the sidereal vernal point, and it's the it's location of the sun on the spring equinox. And this is a for some reason personal and highly influential point in the zodiac and the thing that it does is it tends to enhance the intersection between the individual and the collective now we wouldn't know what that means in our society because everything is presented as an intersection between the individual and the collective the individual people i.e you and me are completely overwhelmed by things that are supposed to affect us directly. We're in a kind of an age of the Aries point or an age where the personal is political. And this is tending to overwhelm people and be used to do exactly that. So if you're wondering why uh, you are so world weary and why it feels like nothing matters, it is because we are constantly being trounced over by ever more insane things coming from the public sphere and then just basically, well, they used to come bursting into our living room, as David Byrne said in the awesome talking head song, Television Man. But now, instead of the world, the lyrics go, the world crashes into my living room, 
television made me what I am, David says, very perceptive, because television did make us who we are. Now we're in the digital sphere where the world comes crashing into the space between your ears because most people are walking around wearing earbuds and uh, and walking around in their own kind of personal private news network where everything is just basically mainlined directly into our brains and into our senses with nothing in between. It's not even another person sitting in the room where you can say, gee whiz, that's intense. So we're basically individuals have become this focal point of direct assault by the political and the media environment, by the collective environment, and it has gone direct to brainwashing. We need to understand what this is about. This is the single most important spiritual matter of our times, and it directly involves the impact of digital technology and how it transforms us, not informs us, not moves information around, but rather how we are transformed no matter what the content is. And the thing about most of the content is that it's extremely frightening, it is negative, and there is this race to the bottom to see who can terrify people the most. If, if you think that my presentations are a little strange, the reason they're a little strange is I am going anti-environment. I'm going against this trend of cortisol-infused everything it's like, put a bird on it. Remember that sketch from Portlandia? Whatever it is, just put a bird on it. Well, now, whatever it is, just hose it down with adrenaline so that people recognize it. It's kind of like fast food having to be made of salt, sugar, and fat in equal proportions so that you can actually taste something, which tastes a lot like salt, sugar, fat. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you might not even notice that it had any flavor whatsoever. I mean, why, you know, why not just run out to McDonald's and have the, uh, the, the uh, flavor sensation of your life? And this is what the, uh, the so-called media is doing to us. Now, this is all apropos of Jupiter uh, on the Aries point. Uh, as of moments from now or uh, moments ago, depending on when you are listening. So Jupiter joins Chiron, Salacia, and Eris, among other points, in Aries. These are not asteroids. These are trans-Neptunian objects, or in the case of Chiron, a centaur. So there's only, well, till now, there were only slow movers in Aries. Now Jupiter, a relatively quick mover, has come along. Jupiter will be making conjunctions to uh, Salacia early in 2023, then to Chiron in March, and then Eris in April. And this will have a continuing, let's say, enlargement, enhancement effect. But again, every time I say that, I stop myself and I say, well, how would anyone actually know what matters and what doesn't matter when everything is just shot at us with the full force and intensity of a fire hose, how can you tell what matters and what does not matter? So for most people, what matters is what either riles them up in some way, pushes their buttons, or terrifies them. This is not a sustainable way to live, and it's not psychologically or spiritually healthy, even meekly, 
Uh, it is it is just a form of of living from one crisis to the next. And most people who might ordinarily be fairly placid and rather uh, spend time with their cats are are, are either bowled over by this intensity of disinformation because none of it is really information coming across at that intensity. It's always driven by some form of an agenda. And and there are a lot of people who would just be very content to, you know, uh, take care of their plants and do, do do their job, whatever that is, and hang out with their kitty cat at night. Uh, and, and now we're all basically one way or the other being turned into voluntary or involuntary news junkies because of this obsessive urge to stay connected. Now, I believe that Chiron's role is to help mitigate that. It's to help us put ourselves back together uh, from this radical program of fragmentation and personal, let's say, uh, the, 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 the failure of the integrity of identity of who we are as human people. Okay, so that that was that's today. That's Jupiter entering Aries. Jupiter will be in Aries through March, uh, sorry, May 16th when it will enter Taurus and it's going to spend one uninterrupted year in Taurus from May 16, 2023 to May, I think 25th, 2024. So that that that'll be uh, that that's a I think a positive development and i'll have more to say about that at the time also we're approaching the winter solstice and the capricorn new moon i'll just take a look at the winter solstice chart in the few minutes remaining uh, the winter solstice chart is at 4:48 p.m eastern standard time on wednesday the 21st in, in most time zones the sun rises in the new sign on uh, on on the 22nd uh, so for, let's say, for ceremonial purposes, I count the first day the sun rises in the new sign as the solstice. It's all kind of academic. Um, it, we, we are in the solstice now. We're in, in, this, uh, in the northern hemisphere here in this moment of maximum time compression. Uh, I believe this time compression sensation is also enhanced by the, uh, the presence of uh, the sun today conjunct the galactic center that was Sunday and Monday. Um, this is a deep space point. Um, it, at, at its center is this uh, supermassive black hole called Sagittarius A star. That's to say Sagittarius A asterisk. That's what the, the black hole is called. And, and uh, this thing is, it, at least it is the pin in the pinwheel at the center of our galaxy of, of an incomprehensible 300 or so billion stars. Most people can't, who can wrap your mind around that? But that's our little island in space. And, and the sun lines up with the center of our little island in space right before it reaches the Capricorn solstice. So the Capricorn solstice, again, is the 21st at four. And, and many times zones it'll be overnight Wednesday to Thursday. And there's a few interesting features about this chart, um, one of which is there's a lot of things going on in Capricorn at the time uh, that this happens. First of all, the sun moves right in and makes a square to Jupiter, makes a 90 degree angle to Jupiter. And the sun moving through Capricorn for the next month is going to make a series of squares to points uh, in Aries and conjunctions to points in Capricorn. So it ought to be a fairly eventful 
30 days of the sun in Capricorn. It's a long list of things that the uh, the, the sun makes contact with. One of them is 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 the first asteroid series. It's an asteroid so big that this one body takes up a third of the mass of the entire inner asteroid belt. So it's really a kind of a uh, planet, basically. And this is telling uh, us to pay attention to the role of food in relationships. Now, I know from my therapy experience that uh, that food is a very important thing uh, to be considering in the context of relationships, and uh, that can tell us a lot about the state of a relationship is is what is the state of food and uh, do the partners in the, in the relationship make an effort to feed one another this is a very very important part of love and it has a lot uh, in common with how we relate to one another sexually um, okay so uh, I will skip the list of all the things that the sun is going to make aspects to it when it's on the cardinal cross but there's a lot of different points involved you can uh, see from the chart that I've included uh, I think the most interesting and outstanding aspect of this chart is Mars retrograde making a sextile to Chiron um, Chiron does really well with sextiles, 60-degree aspects, and Mars and Chiron, both retrograde, by the way, in a sextile is a productive aspect of leverage. This is a good time to get things done. I realize a lot of people are in holiday mode. Um, I think that uh, this is kind of something that society really needs to smooth out a little bit and maybe move the holidays to like the first week of January so we can wrap up the year with some peace and not have to be rushing through everything connected with family and and with work but anyway this uh, sextile of Mars to Chiron is a highly productive um, aspect um, however it is in uh, it is making contact with a, a point called Psyche. That is an asteroid. And Psyche can have this sense of um, this injury that never heals. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't have the confidence to uh, to get this done. Uh, but you do have the confidence to get it done. And it's time that we start to drop this kind of uh, personal permanent state of uh, what injured people we all are and make a conscious effort to step above that and just uh, be more grounded in our being rather than uh, letting ourselves be so, let's say, confused and conned out of our self-confidence. So there's a need for self-confidence with, uh, with Psyche, and that also includes having confidence in ourselves and our ability to be, be present for our relationships. Um, anything else really uh, jumping out of this chart? I, I will just conclude by saying that you know we're approaching the the new moon that takes place on the twenty third. Uh, so as part of this productivity, I would say uh, do everything you can to wrap things up. We're approaching the end of the calendar year. It has been another one of these completely surreal years, uh, but I will tell you that we are heading for 
some really weird and interesting uh, things that are going to happen in early 2023, particularly as Mars stations direct on January the 12th, and then as planets start moving and shaking in March. Remember that Saturn's going to change signs, Pluto is going to change signs, and Mars is going to change signs all within a couple of weeks in Mar- March. And so we're, it's almost like we're, you know, uh, concentrating all of this energy that is likely to be released in a series of bursts in March. And I, I would say it will be um, better if you kind of moderate your energy and take things one project at a time and one day at a time and uh, unravel the tension and release the pressure in a more slow and steady way. All right, uh, I will be back next with a horoscope for my subscribers. That should come out on Thursday. I'm going to do the solstice and new moon charts in in one horoscope. I'm wrapping up inner space today. I'm wrapping up the, the, the written signs, and I'll be moving on to doing the 12 audios between now and the end of the year. Uh, that will be Major Adventure Part 2, although the, the written parts are um, more complicated, require more research, and will provide uh, easy and excellent notes for the audio portions. All of that is uh, called inner space, and it's, um, let's say, very efficiently priced, super high-quality comprehensive astrology that takes you well into 2024. All right, thank you for being a subscriber to Planet Waves, uh, either through the Planet Waves website or my Substack system, and I'll be back a bit later in the week. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.